Welcome to Everything Scary. My name is Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, local celebrity. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, international celebrity. Thank you. Matt McLean. Hello, hello. <laughs> Every Tuesday, we release a new episode, mostly true crime, but we've also been known to cover a pandemic, a haunting, a super mad, super strong chimpanzee. We'll cover anything and everything scary. Please rate us five stars and join us on Instagram at Everything Scary Pod. Here we go. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank that you for asking. That is wonderful to hear. <laughs> you know, Stop for a hungover guy, me. you're doing pretty well today. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say. You. You're funny. You're on point. You're... Really? I feel like my whole brain is scattered and like I'm sweating on my palms and the bottoms of my feet. How do you know that you're sweating on the bottom of your feet? I can feel my socks sliding in my shoes. Oh, that's that's a little gross. Sexy? Oh, no. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you read that wrong. It's the first time it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part two of our coverage of Amanda C. Riley. All right. Scamanda. Scamanda, as the 12-part podcast is called, with uh, Charlie Webster as the host. They do. If you like this story, if you're listening to me tell it, and then you like it, listen to that podcast because yeah. they interview everybody except for Corey and Amanda. Um, it's just really well done. And they give you the nitty gritty. I am watering this shit down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like to sell people on other podcasts. They're going a, yeah, they're doing a super, super deep dive. Yeah. We are treading in. water. That's right. <laughs> Riding a bike and spreading peanut butter. Yeah. Locking your kid up outside. <laughs> so... If you haven't listened to part one, you have no chance of picking up what we're putting down in this episode. That's right. Uh, so go back and listen to part one. I wonder if they listened to part one last week and they're listening to this, or because sometimes when I have a two-parter coming up on a pod I follow, I'll uh, skip a week. Or... And then go back to back. Join their Patreon. That is a wonderful suggestion. Option. You're too cheap to do it, so I know you just skipped a week. That and- is correct. <laughs> That is correct. Uh, but yeah, back to back for our Patreon members. Yeah, hey What's so, up? So uh, maybe you just heard the first part. So yeah. this is still fresh on your brain. Good for you. Mm, thank you for subscribing and being a Patreon and giving being us some suggestions for some cases. To patriotic. What? I don't, I don't know. Patriotic? <laughs> That's sure. all right. <laughs> Words are funny, eh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the hungover one. Yeah. Hey, that's not great for me. <laughs> so here we go. So in Amanda, part one, we uh, listened to how she's had terminal cancer twice. Yeah. Three times, I believe, with one of the ones not being terminal. Right. Regular run of the mill. Yeah, just your old run of the mill. And she uh, was getting all these donations. Bands were giving her stuff to Journey. auction off. Journey. Ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne Rhymes. And so now, Amanda was part of a music video. That was alongside of the song, Fight Song by Rachel Platten. Oh. This is my fight song. Now, all right, I'm going to go on a big assumption here. Uh Uh-oh. Having never seen the music video for the fight song, but having emceed the Run for the Cure probably for the last seven years. Oh, dear. When that song is played, it is one of the most powerful, powerful songs. emotional. They do what's called, I believe it's called the Survivor's Walk. Mm. And if this fucking bitch, Amanda, has done anything to fuck this image up, I'm going to be pissed. To be fair, it's not Rachel Platten's version of the music video. But but Amanda did. And everybody, they're all standing on a beach and they're all holding like Team Amanda signs. And uh, Rachel Platten herself actually even reached out and she said, incredible, you guys inspire me so much. (sighs) Yeah. So on Amanda's 30th birthday, four Chili's restaurants... Have you been to Chili's? Uh, I don't think so. I want to go to a Chili's yeah, so we bad. Go to a I don't Chili's, know. Like a TGI Fridays. Gotta hit them up. Hit There's them an up. Applebee's up here. There's like, like they have can... like meatloaf and stuff that my grandmother. I think they have peas. Ew. <laughs> what about like I thought Applebee's? You want like the sizzling fajitas? You oh, want the ribs? I'm sorry. What? Uh, fajitas? I believe they're called fajitas. No, there's a J in there. You <laughs> idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, there are fajitas. <laughs> it sounded perverted. I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're welcome. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, vaginas. Okay. So, uh, sizzling. Yeah. Sizzling vaginas. V. I need vaginas. <laughs> you're cre- <laughs> the eye contact again, Matt. I'm going to have to get you sunglasses. <laughs> 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 please, please never look directly into my eyes again and say vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
four of the Chili's restaurants decided that 20% of the profits on the night of Amanda's 30th birthday would go directly to helping Amanda and her family. Wow. Yep. And she stated that it would help with bills and bucket list items. Um, okay. When you're fundraising for cancer medical bills. Don't I, we I, all have bucket list items? Like, Yeah, like you can't really go fund me to go skydiving no. in Paris. Rocky Mountain climbing. Yeah. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Foo. That's country. You don't what know. the hell is you talking about? It's Tim McGraw. It's fucking another one of those songs that gets me crying. Oh, that's uh, the girl from uh, The Grinch's Husband. <laughs> Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> oh, no. Right. Yes, you're right. Mm. Faith Hill is with Tim McGraw. Trisha Yearwood is with Garth Brooks. Faith Hill won that deal. (laughs) 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 To be fair, though, they're just, as a whole, a better-looking couple. Like, they're... Mm -hmm. Like, to be fair, Garth and his old lady are way uglier than the other two. (laughs) Wow, real nice, Lynn. Skalin. Will I get my 12th partner on you? Skalinda. (laughs) Skalinda. You're 12th. <laughs> Who are we kidding? You would get to the first part and get bored and That's move on true. To something else. Like, sorry guys, it's all bikini pics. I, <laughs> and it's you in a bikini. Yeah, I finished my deep dive. <laughs> I'm really sleeping, could use a cigarette. I don't know what that has to do with my deep dive. <laughs> no. All right, I'm going to focus so we can keep the pod on the rails. Sure. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> so uh, they would go. Let's see. <laughs> that would help them with bills, bucket list items, as well as it would help Corey and the kids when things got tough down the road. Mm-hmm. All around this just seems like an amazing community. And Amanda was so transparent with her treatments and every step <laughs> of her journey. <laughs> Did you write that word in there thinking it would be a, a fun little... <laughs> <laughs> It's great. <laughs> Amanda was so transparent Sorry. with her Lee and rhymes. <laughs> uh, no one would question how, you know, legitimately sick Amanda was. She yeah. was so out there with it. Who would lie about this? Right. You have to be a real piece of shit. You know what? You have to be one of the boldest pieces of shit going mm-hmm. to lie about something like this. And Amanda was always cheerful and bubbly, and she had endless thank yous to all of her donators. She had so much energy. It was almost like she never even had cancer. <laughs> I mean, well. <laughs> so, on one occasion, Mahasti, the babysitter, said that she was actively telling everyone about Amanda's cause. And it was in hopes that people would donate and help her out, you know? And one of her friends, who was extremely well off, mm-hmm. told Mahasti that she would make a donation for sure. But one night after picking her kids up from Mahasti, Amanda turned around and facetiously said to her, Tell your rich friend thanks for the $100 donation. Uh, uh, and walked away. I love it. What an asshole. Right? Oh. So. Oh. And Mahasti was like, she never even told me how much she donated. Like, even a dollar, you should be, nobody owes you anything. She's like, right. that completely changed the tone in which I saw her. Yeah, no shit. So while all of this is going on in the forefront, Nancy, who, for the record, is not a PI, <laughs> she's just a journalist and an investigative producer, which means she used to have to validate the stories that she would report on. Okay. So she had, you know, some means, but she's not, like I said, she's not a PI. But Amanda was giving her so much that this, for Nancy, absolutely bordered on an obsession. <laughs> right. You like investigate. Yeah. yeah. So Nancy had messaged ex-wife Alita, and was very vague, and she just wanted to touch base with the ex-wife and see if she had anything to say about the couple. Uh, Initially, Alita told her that she would be happy to answer anything that she had to ask, but did not know if she would be much help because she didn't have a nice word to say about the couple. And she was very upfront (laughs) about that. (laughs) And in her experience, she said everything they do is a lie. (laughs) And Nancy was now seeing that uh, they're probably on the same side here. Yeah. So the two would be in contact regularly, and they would compare stories and figure out where the cracks were. Nancy was also calling all of the treatment centers that Amanda was claiming to go to. Wow. And she would inform the doctors and the nurses that she understood doctor-patient confidentiality, but they did not have to give her any specific information. She encouraged them to look at the blog, and if she was not a patient, 
then there would be no breaking of the confidentiality oh, of agreement. <laughs> yeah, right. I was wondering how they could even comment on that, but right, they can only comment on it's doctor patient. It's not doctor random lady. Doctor random. <laughs> <laughs> so she would log everything that she found out, and after three years, she would contact the San Jose Police Department. Oh, wow. She spoke with Jose Martinez, who also you do not pronounce the J in, <laughs> much uh, like Fajitas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he was assigned to the financial fraud cases and would go through everything that she had learned. He said that he was the only one that worked the financial fraud cases, but at the time, he was not allowed to say that because that would encourage people to commit, commit. more financial yeah, fraud. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, Amanda's latest claim in her blog was that her absolute last chance to beat this thing would be a drug that was not FDA approved. Sounds cheap. Yep. <laughs> I bet this would be a, like a free. But problem. I mean, in reality, if you have no other chance, you know, you'd be willing to be a testing member because, like, what if it is? Oh yeah, I mean, there's studies like you know, it's funny you think that I do anyways, like North America, and just because it's my bubble, I think is the the greatest continent, all the greatest medical minds in the world. But you know what? There's sometimes there's so much fucking red tape that places like like Germany and even Mexico are like on forefront yeah. of like a lot of these. Treatment. Groundbreaking. Listen, I was listening the other day. There's a cancer vaccine that they're developing out of the MNMR technology from the COVID shots. That scares the shit out of me. So it's not going to prevent you from getting cancer, but it'll prevent the relapse, it coming back. Great. So, and about, they're just having that conversation right now. That's, and so in about 10 years. That's really scary long, to me. I don't know. Unreal. I think man-made medicines, I mean, like, obviously they work. We had a Canadian that invented insulin. Yeah. But the new ones scare me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you don't want a second head, I love the commercials, the infomercials that are like, does it burn when you pee? Here, try this drug. It might give you suicidal tendencies. I, I you might set your house on fire. Uh, it might also burn when you pee more this time. <laughs> you might get strep throat. <laughs> it's like, I'm not willing to do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like how there come some of the commercials for drugs. Like there's one, it's called Saxenda, and it's just like, Saxenda, Saxenda, Saxenda. And they can't say what it is or what it is for. And they just say, they just repeat the name of the drug. You're having a fever dream. It's crazy. There's a woman that I personally know, and her husband was on Champix. Is that the quitting smoking drug? Yes. Yeah, and he, it says that it will give you like, it doesn't say it will. It says that there's Could a likeliness suicide for suicidal thoughts. tendencies. Oh. And he ended his own life. Wow. And the way she described it was like, it wasn't as though he was even sad. It was like he had, in his mind, he had a list of things that he had to get done. Mm -hmm. And one of those things was to take his own life. Wow. And so for him, it was just him completing a list, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, I don't, I don't understand how something could affect your brain that much. Mm -hmm. But she's very active about speaking out against it and like really making sure that you speak with your doctor about the risks of this drug. About Champix. Yeah. Quitting darts. Yeah. Mm, shit. So, it's not FDA approved and according to Amanda, it didn't even have any active studies in the States. The drug she was talking about was called Keytruda and it would have to be administered by her doctor in New York. So Amanda's in California. Okay. After Amanda would have to pass 28 assessment tests and even if that all worked, the treatment was still going to cost $12,500 a month. Not, oh, it's a month. Okay, that's mm -hmm. how they get you. It's the, it's the subscription. <laughs> and then if you forget to cancel. Oh, shit. So she would have to figure out how to get to and from New York, from California as well. It was weird because... Stanford Medical was close to Amanda, and they have one of the leading the cancer greatest, programs. Yeah. <laughs> and they also were doing clinical studies of this medication, but she mm. had to go to New York, mm -hmm. which was puzzling, but who makes this stuff up, right? Like, where the fuck are all of her kids during all this, too? Oh, yeah. Like, you have two new-ish babies, right? Yeah, the bonus baby. No, no, her kids are, like, I think they're one year apart, and then she's got the bonus kid. That kid's an outdoor kid, though, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Almost feral by now. <laughs> so lucky for her, 
she had another amazing member of her community who would either use her points or flat out pay for Amanda to fly and would even get her first class. Wow. And Amanda, in one of her blogs, was like, if you have the opportunity to fly first class, like, highly recommend. Oh, my God. I highly recommend you lie about having cancer. Yeah. Exactly. Look at you even like slurred through there because you don't. It sounds gross to say, though. (laughs) Doesn't it? It does. Like, even even the words coming out of your mouth are gross. Like, I just don't. I don't know. It's uh, such a. I know we talk about a lot of things on this pod. I know. Murder. Fine by us. Shaking the big C. Listen, I probably would never lie about having cancer or commit murder, but I would probably kill somebody over. I think that that is more logical. In some scenarios, than going on this journey of bullshit. Yeah, and just to, taking to advantage of people. Oh. Is the person you're going to kill me? In the room? Yeah. Yeah. Is it when I cry about Taylor Swift songs and send you text messages? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I say yeah? It rhymes with yes, I'll tell you that. Oh, dear. No. Oh, oh boy. Oh. oh, I would never kill you. The eye contact again. <laughs> Nobody can see this. It's very threatening. <laughs> so, yeah, she would pay for Amanda to fly. This friend's name was Rebecca Cathiro. She actually plays a pretty big part in this, and she is a earth angel of a human being. She would arrange it so that Amanda could stay with one of her friends during her time in New York. Mm. Uh, she would randomly send her door dashes. Oh, wow. To make her life easier. And Rebecca had been using these shakes that... It's all these nutrients and stuff. Mm. And when Amanda was feeling bad once, she offered them to Amanda to try in hopes that it would make her feel better, and it did. So Rebecca set up an account for Amanda, and it would come out of Rebecca's personal credit card. Of course, Rebecca said she wasn't tallying any of the amounts, but it was hundreds of dollars a month for years. In smoothies? Shakes, yeah. Shakes? Is that like... Uh, Thrive? Yeah, yeah or the, probably. Yeah, one of those other, yeah. Yeah, I think it's an MLM of some sort, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rebecca at one point ran into Amanda's mom, Peggy, who was talking all about how she was currently purchasing a vacation home, which Rebecca felt strange about. Uh, yeah. And when she brought it up to Amanda, Amanda would say that her relationship with her mother was strange. So instead of, you know, giving to your daughter's cancer fund, you buy a vacation house. Okay, sounds... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. right. I think your parents would probably sell the home that they live in to be able to help you out, right? Um, yes, but they wouldn't sell the trailer. <laughs> they would definitely sell their house, but uh, if it was like anything more than that, they'd be like, uh, you know what, man, man, you had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> you did good, kid. I remember, do you ever watch, he's a weirdo now, but Louis C.K.? Uh, I have, Before yeah. he was weird. Yeah. Um, I think he was like 42 when he did one of his stand-up acts, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm getting to a point where like, it's no longer tragic if I die. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's he, right. Yeah, that's like, funny. like if I got hit by a car tomorrow, they'd be like, eh, well, yeah, he's yeah, 42. It's not like, what a lot at the right page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Meanwhile, Detective Martinez, Jose, would go to Amanda's church and he would see if there was anyone there who knew for a fact that Amanda had cancer. Mm. He talked to the head pastor, which isn't Chase. Whoa. Yeah, there's another guy. I only assume that because... This pastor has a daughter who's a lawyer. I don't think Chase is old enough to even, you know, tie his own shoes. Chase is not old enough to be a lawyer himself. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So he spoke with the head pastor, and he would later speak with his daughter, who was an attorney. Both of them defended Amanda and asked who would fake something like this. Mm. And asked if he'd seen her blog. Like, hi, have you seen? She's got a blog. So yeah, that's like, got to be legit. It's epic. Yeah. So to which he replied that he could shave his head and take to social media and say whatever he wanted to say. (laughs) But nothing came from this discussion. And now Martinez knew that he was on borrowed time until Amanda found out that they were looking into her. Oh, right. I just wondered how you keep that under wraps. I guess you... you, you, Well, fucking Nancy's been doing it for years now, Martinez. Yeah, that's right. Detective. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Nancy's fucking killing it with a 12-parter. That's exactly right. So... (laughs) When Amanda found out that they were looking into her, she marched right into that police station. Oh, wow. What a fucking ego. Right? Just you wait. She plopped a stack of papers down on the desk of Jose Martinez, and it was a list of the medications that she had to take every day. But the only issue with this list 
was it was done from a website that was self-populated. <laughs> so she could enter anything she wanted to. Yes. <laughs> and claim she was taking it. And Martinez knew that just by looking at it. And he's right. like, she just wants me to shut up and go away. He's yeah. like, but I could tell by looking at this that she could have fully done this all on her own. It's like, lady, this is a word doc. This, lady, this is Times New Roman. <laughs> it's all like, right? It's not even done like you hand wrote me this. It's <laughs> <laughs> done in crayon. <laughs> The sad face. I'm not buying it. You wrote it on the back of the map on the Chili's Kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback. That's a good callback. <laughs> that's called bringing it back around. <laughs> um, when Martinez called to ensure that it was even, in fact, Amanda who left the stack for him, she told him that she would now be corresponding only through her attorney. Mm-hmm. During a custody hearing, Alita asked Nancy, so Alita, the ex-wife, Nancy, the P.I., who's not a P.I., if she could bring up the investigation that was going on about Amanda. And Nancy said that now that the police department was involved and had blown it, (laughs) uh, you know, it was a true, full-blown investigation at this point, she could mention it at the hearing. And when she did, Amanda would claim to everyone that Nancy was a friend of Alita's, Mm. uh, who was just out to get her. And Nancy, in return, would write a letter for Alita and her attorney to present, stating that she was not a friend of uh, Alita's, and did not know her at all before any of this started happening. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Because they knew, yeah, Yeah. right. Beforehand. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So, in her blog, Amanda would refer to Nancy as the enemy. Like, (laughs) she'd talk about how she was getting a new job, and she's like, don't ruin this for me, enemy, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up, Amanda. Yeah. I mean, she's sick, so it's super rude for me to say (laughs) that. But, hold on, I'm I'm stripping. Yes, and... um, (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Nude. Oh my God. It's hot in here, though. Yeah, I know. I cranked the heat up. <laughs> <laughs> Falling right into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nancy would arrive home on a Friday of a long weekend to a letter in her mailbox stating that Amanda Riley had filed for a restraining order. Oh my God. Citing harassment. Mm hmm. And Nancy had no room to contest it because she had to be in court on Tuesday morning. And this was a long weekend where the Monday was the holiday. Right. So she was supposed to go. It's like a five-hour drive. But luckily for Nancy, these papers were not formally served. (laughs) She said when they're interviewing her about this, she's like, you're supposed to serve Nancy. All these people did was serve a mailbox. They don't know that it's falling into my hands. Right. Um, And therefore, she did not need to do shit for the time being. (laughs) And as an absolute shocker to no one, the request to have a restraining order was littered with lies. Nancy considers herself to be very professional when it comes to investigations, and she was actually really worried because she was like, it could really tarnish my reputation. Oh, uh, a restraining order on an investigator? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck measures are you taking? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. They were saying, oh, she got Amanda fired from her job. She got Corey fired from his job. She was pretending to be an FBI agent. She, oh there's a gosh. whole bunch of shit that they said. But Amanda, you know, she is a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're here in 2015. Jessa is 13, and she is the primary caregiver for her two younger brothers. Wow. Sorry, what, how old was she? 13. 13, jeez. Corey is either working or out, and Amanda spends almost all day in her bed. Like watching TV? Not Blogging. having cancer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, are you, what are you up to these days? Not having cancer. <laughs> so, Jessa had started to question things on her own. Like, she's a pretty smart little chick. And she had noticed that Amanda had stopped going to all of her appointments. And Corey certainly wasn't going to any. So, something just felt off. Mm-hmm. And she's now able to see her mom. In the Scamanda podcast, it said that she was able to see her for two hours a week. So, they just would go and park the car and talk. And that basically just led them to, you know, chatting about Amanda and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. When Jessa started telling Alita about her feelings that something was off, Alita felt as though she could not hide the investigation anymore from Jessa. Oh, really? Yeah. So she told her daughter, and, you know, sadly, Jessa still had to go back to her father's, and she had to play it off if she didn't know anything at all. Because if she was to tip Amanda and Corey off, it would most definitely result in her not being able to talk to her mom uh, anymore. Yeah. And still in the background, our detective Martinez and Nancy were working their asses off. Martinez got in touch with Amanda's attorney 
And he asked the same question as he had been asking everyone. Do you know for a fact that she has cancer? And her attorney would say, well, she told me she has cancer. And if you look at her blog, which again was no confirmation. And later on, Detective Martinez would receive a doctor's note from Amanda's attorney. And it would have a doctor's header, the hospital name. It also had the doctor's signature. And the note said that his patient, Amanda C. Riley, was now in remission. Okay. These doctor's notes aren't hard to forge if you have an in somehow. Right. I will not say who, but one of the dentists that I used to work for was like, just forge my signature. (laughs) I don't have time for all these signatures. That's awesome. (laughs) Still have that pad. (laughs) So... You know, this would be simple enough. He could contact the hospital and find out if the doctor knew what his signature had been for. The hospital was one that came up frequently in Amanda's blog. It was called City of Hope, and it was located in Southern California. Martinez spoke to the legal team there. So at first he had been speaking with just administrative. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, okay, I'm not getting too far with this because they're doctor, you know. Sure. Their hands are tied. Yeah. So he started asking if he could speak with the legal teams. And they were a lot more willing to talk to him. Because they're saying, we might be fucked here. Exactly. We'll be dragged into something like this. Right? You're exactly okay. right. He gave his normal speech about doctor-patient confidentiality, not being broken if Amanda wasn't a patient there. And then he sent them the blog. And he waited. And when he finally did... <laughs> and he waited. And he waited. <laughs> when he finally did hear back, they informed him that Amanda had had no appointments with them. <laughs> Oh, like... Zippity-doo-dah-day. See, in cases like this, like, you know, she would go to the hospital for a checkup. Yeah. And then have her parking pass or stub or something. And then, oh, but I was at the hospital here. But she just didn't even go that far. This bitch is bold, though. (laughs) She's probably fucking sitting back watching, like, TGI Fridays. Yes. Do you remember TGI Fridays with, like, Sabrina Teenage Witch and all that kind of stuff that was on? Uh, But I don't know what... Oh, the the TV's block? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I think it meant the restaurant. Oh, that'd be good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so TGIF was like Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. I Who can't knows? remember. DMS, if you know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. Okay, DM Matt. <laughs> yeah, if you look like Scamanda. <laughs> so Amanda had no appointments. And this was particularly strange because Amanda was actually supposed to be coming to this very hospital for a stem cell transplant. (laughs) Kind of a big deal. That's a big one. Yep, that's a big one. And would therefore be spending quite a lot of time at the hospital. Well, you got pre-surgery appointments. Surgery. Yeah, that's a big Post. Yeah, yeah, stem cell (laughs) moving. So Corey had even written to Alita stating that he planned on moving his family, including Jessa, to Southern California for Amanda to undergo her surgeries. So, like, I mean, this wasn't just a misunderstanding. She she didn't misspeak. Yeah. So, that's a lot. But Jose finally felt like he had her. But even though he had caught her lying about the hospital stays, that technically didn't mean she didn't have cancer. And he did not... He didn't want to present this to the district attorney. Because they could poke a hole in it. It's really just circumstantial, right? It's sure. not like the hospital is kind of just background information. Yeah, there's no real gotcha. Exactly. It just says, well, she just didn't have it here. Right, exactly. So with no real proof, it was hard for Martinez to investigate because he had to guarantee what he was doing within his jurisdiction. So he couldn't go to New York and all these other places like Nancy could. You know what I mean? Right. He has to stay within his limits. Fucking Jose putting in the work though, eh? You know what? I, Fucking I, bravo. I, you know, Jose, I was a little critical earlier. You came in a little hard with the just first right round of questions. You just going to the church instantly. Yeah. Like, and... and we appreciate know. boldness here too. It's we just, do, but there's an attack. You're a bit much. Yeah. But now... We love you, Jose. I'm, I personally am I'm in love with him. Because I would have been and too Nancy trigger too. happy. And I would have been like, hey, we have the case. It's here. The <laughs> hospital said no. And I would have been like, hey, guys, don't do it. Arrest her. <laughs> District attorney is like, okay, Matt, you really just got to stop coming in here. We've closed the door. We said, please don't come in here. Matt, it's enough. <laughs> it's like my kids when I'm trying to do research and they just, 
my kids never want me more than when I'm researching a case. Oh, yeah. And I've got, like, my phone, and I'm listening to something on it, and my kids come in, and they're like, and then he cut her up into 17 pieces. I'm like, get out! (laughs) (laughs) So... Like, what happened in that case? <laughs> oh, I think uh, the, the victim kept interrupting somebody <laughs> over and over again. I only do it, too. Like, it's usually after dinner, after bath. So their bedtime is 8. I'll start researching at, like, 7.30-ish. Oh, okay. It's in that last yeah. half an hour that these kids are like, we are so in love with you right now that we have <laughs> yeah. to be here. It's the boys, too. Olivia could take me or leave me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same with Liv. <laughs> You call her Liv? I call her uh, Lou. Uh, can yeah. I call her Liv? You can call her whatever you want to call I, her. I like to call her Liv. I call okay. her Louie all the time. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it was like Olivia Lou when she was little, and mm. now I just call her Louie. You're like, yo, what up, Liv? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh. Olivia's like, she gets pissed off though when people call her Olivia because her name starts with an O. It's Olivia. Oh, Olivia. She's like, my name doesn't start with an A. Right. It's not Olivia. <laughs> it's not an Olive. It's an Olive. <laughs> pronounced Olive, everybody knows that. Come on, get it together, other seven-year-olds. <laughs> so Nancy was obviously still working on things from her end, and she was discussing things with her father-in-law one day, who was a retired IRS agent. Oh, nice. And he recommended that she contact the IRS because mm. if Amanda is accepting any money through online transfers, and if she was receiving them under false pretenses then that is wire fraud, which is a lot like the older version of mail fraud. Yeah. So Nancy got in touch with Arlette Lee, who is an IRS special agent, and told her everything they knew and sent her the blog. Agent Lee also happened to have a sister who was sick with cancer. So she took this particularly topic very seriously. She advised Nancy that she would be working the case, but she could not share her findings. And she would not be checking in, but just to trust that she would be working on Mm. things. Nancy also called the hospital in New York, who Amanda was claiming was giving her the Catruda, because Amanda had, of course, made another post. Get this fucking shit. (laughs) She was saying how, with the holidays coming up, her doctor had given her a supply of the trial drug and was now allowing her to administer her chemo by herself, at home, in her bathroom. I thought you had to, like, get a whole, I, right, never mind. Yeah, I'm starting to be like, that's bullshit. But it Wait a second. Bullshit. I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to argue with you. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> Lynn? I, I'm not Lynn, I think you're full of shit. <laughs> Lynn, I think you're a bullshit artist. What do you think of that? I <laughs> so Nancy gave them all of the information that mm-hmm. she had, and then she waited for months to hear back from them. When they called back, they said that they could not divulge any information, but they could confirm or deny her inquiries. Ooh. So Nancy would use Amanda's own blog to be able to get the dates and locations and... That's how she was able to say, on this date, da 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 So the first thing that she asked was if they started a clinical trial of the drug Catruda on a patient on a certain date, to which they responded, no. Sorry, she's talking to the... New York the hospital. hospital. Okay, yep. okay. So the hospital said, no, they had not started a Catruda trial. In fact, they answered no when confirming about 90% of Nancy's questions. Which were just general. Yes. Right. And like the 10% was probably like... Are you located in New York? (laughs) Right. Is your... Are you a hospital? Yeah. Do you have a a blue sign with a white H on top of your roof? (laughs) (laughs) So they even said that they did not have an active trial of the drug Catruda going on right now at all. Period. Nowhere in that hospital was there any patient that had this clinical trial. And then they said that being able to self-inject this drug was just simply out of the question. The drug needed to be reconstituted in a well-ventilated pharmacy. Mm. It had to be mixed with another solution at the time of administration. And it had to be kept in below freezing temperatures. You fucking idiot, Amanda. Like, does it have to go in the butt? Because some shots you need in the butt cheek. I don't know if you can do that by yourself. 
know this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like uh, B12, I think, is in the butt. I don't think so. I'll, she had a port, which was fake. Um, oh, okay. But she had a port just above her heart. You can say boob. <laughs> I don't know where the heart is. <laughs> it's probably because you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> but yeah, she had a, a fake port above her, right, okay. which got infected because, you know what? Fake oh. injuries fucking suck. <laughs> so it had to be administered through IV for half hour periods. Mm. Amanda was lying. <laughs> oh, it's not even injection. It's an IV. It's, yeah, it's, it's an IV. A serum yeah. that you've got to let drip. It. That's Sit. great. And we'll like mix it compound. You have to go to a compounder first. You're very smart. You. I don't under I'm like a well ventilated pharmacy. Like that sounds like it's dangerous to even inhale. <laughs> Yikesos. So I think it's just the the refrigeration unit. Because I don't know why the pharmacy wouldn't. You could have a stuffy fucking pharmacy as long as your freezer's okay. Yeah, but I think that when you're reconstituting. Oh, right. When you're mixing it, yes. Oh, of course. Look at we're. F- You'd need like one of those like toxic fume shields with the hutch and hazmat the suit. Like, yeah. Mm, <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night. Yeah. So Amanda's, but no, and she took a picture of her, and she's got like the vial, and she's holding it right in front of her face. Mm-hmm. She's talking about how she's so lucky. Well, she's being facetious when she's saying, oh, thanks a lot. I get to inject myself and da 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 And one of, I think it might have been Nancy that said it, was saying like once it's mixed and everything, it has a hue of a color to it. And what Amanda had in front of her face was completely clear. And she's like, the likeliness that that is just a vial of saline is pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Like getting props. Yeah. For this lie. And it's so elaborate. It's like do something good with your fucking energy. You could change the world. <laughs> yeah. So you would think at this point, with the walls closing in on her, Amanda would give up, but she didn't. If anything, she just doubled down on her blog. I love it. <laughs> where she was constantly thanking everyone for being so generous and helping her during these times. Nancy had received notice that the IRS, along with agents, we're going to be serving a search warrant on Corey and Amanda's house. Wicked. Yeah. Detective Martinez would be part of it. And when they had the home surrounded and began knocking at the door before dawn, which was done intentionally so as not to allow anybody the chance to destroy evidence. Well, plus and like, it catches you off guard. That's exactly right. So they want their suspect to be their most vulnerable mm. mentally. What's, 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 this? what's happening? Who's there? What's happening? What's, who is that? <laughs> I come in. <laughs> Do you want to paint me like your French girls? No. <laughs> so Martinez said mm-hmm. he went straight in and began looking for a sedative type of anxiety medication. This is taught to them in training, mm-hmm. such as Xanax, as it was not uncommon for a suspect to take a pill at the beginning of a raid in order to mask their emotions and their nervousness. How do you even think of that as the bang, bang, bang of running for the sedative? And he found an open bottle of Xanax. <laughs> no shit. Yep. Good instincts, Martinez. You know what, Martinez? Yeah. We are so in love with you. I apologize for my rush to judgment on you, Martinez. Maybe that's what we needed, that bold move, asking the church right away. You know what? You're what we needed. That's right. <laughs> Would we- you dance <laughs> if I asked you to dance? Is that your Enrique (laughs) with an accent? That's right. Or would you run and never look back? Or should I? (laughs) This is just us singing Enrique Iglesias songs. You do dice. Would you stay with me? Tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt, for some reason, shows up in the fucking music video. I get it. I'm in. Weird. You don't like Jennifer Love Hewitt? I do, but I'm like, you got Anna Kornikova in the other one. And yeah, but that's his girl now. Her. He doesn't want... Right. I mean, this is literally the only chance he gets to branch out. You're going to pick someone that else. That is true. But no, yes, I do love her. I also have a big Freddie Prince Jr. guy. Wow. Yeah, I listen to his podcast. He's a podcast? Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Is he still married to Buffy? Yes. That's so great. Do you know what his podcast is about? No. It's... Uh, about wrestling. So he used to work as a writer for the WWE. Did you know that our... I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. I our, hate talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the comment from our one male patron, Matt? 
I don't think so. He wants me to cover a WWE case. Oh, nice. <sighs> Slipknot or something. Superfly? Superfly. Oh, yeah. He's and a so real I'm like, fucking piece of shit. I'm like, oh, your name's Matt and you like wrestling. Oh, you Is- thought it was me like an old... <laughs> <laughs> idiot didn't even change his first name in his fake account. How dumb do you think I am? <laughs> like, I don't think there are that many wrestling fans out there, but <laughs> boy is there egg on my face. <laughs> so. Yes. The raid. Amanda's taking a Xanax. Yeah, she's She's cool. super chill. Yeah. Sitting on the living room couch, having full-on conversations with these officers. Of course. Um, like, people were not there just tearing her house apart. Mm-hmm. And she looked at Detective Martinez and she said to him, hmm, so you're Martinez. Oh. After this, Amanda's life. Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just sideways insults him. <laughs> That's right. Like, oh, love a short king. <laughs> I love. You know what? They say that you guys love donuts, but I, it's working for you. <laughs> <laughs> you must really love donuts. <laughs> so after this, Amanda's life pretty much went back to normal. Oh, good. But her next blog post would leave her supporters speechless. <clears throat> she wrote, "We'll have that." Next week on our three-parter. Mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there, Matt. Hang in with me. <laughs> so she wrote, the doctor was gentle, but basically explained, at this point, it's no longer medically plausible for me to be cured. In all fairness, I knew it was coming, but it was still tough to hear. Then I asked, how long? And he said, it all depends on how my body reacts to drugs. Maybe three to six months. How am I going to get the drugs? Well, they're very expensive. So you're saying is the most, however much money I raise, that's how long I can live for? That's essentially <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, thank you. Can I quote you from my blog? And uh, it was actually in between those two time estimates when Amanda posted another message to her followers. Mm. After going silent for five months, Amanda wrote, it's been a while since I posted. I've been trying to rediscover normalcy. If I'm being honest... Which, of course, she is. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) If I'm being honest, this isn't quite what I thought life without cancer would be like. Oh, she doesn't have cancer anymore? No. I thought the the next blog is, I've died. (laughs) I I didn't make it. (laughs) My family would be allowing donations to go to them. So she rambles on about how she's an entirely different person from the person she was before life had gotten hard. Wow. She praises herself for being stronger than she thought she was, as well as saying that some people who she used to want to be friends with now have just lost their appeal. (laughs) And then she would shut down her blog and move to another city in California that was only about a half an hour away from where she had been previously scamming people. And she became a principal of a private Christian school named Pacific Point Elementary School. Was she a teacher? Well, if you're wondering if she has her teacher's license, if she went to teacher's college, That's the answer to that is no. Oh. Mm-hmm. What should be noted is Amanda never went to teacher's college. <laughs> and it was unclear if she lied about having a degree, which, I mean, probably, apparently. Yeah. Or if private schools do not require a teaching degree, which I would mm, think I maybe think more they, so. I don't think they do. I'm going to be a principal then. Because I think that I knew somebody who taught drama at a school, a private school, and his kids went for free. That was the trade-off, right? His kids got free admission. I, I hear what the, you're saying, but you would think that a school that people have to pay to be part of would have um, higher standards. Yeah, or they just, it's just some elitist thing that you and I have no idea what goes on behind those doors. And they just, uh, although I know my brother uh, coaches lacrosse at St. Andrews College. And uh, he says, How do you have a sister in law in Australia? uh, I have a nephew in Australia. Uh, I have an ex sister in law in Australia. Ex. Yeah. And your brother's here. Yeah. But you only have one brother, though, only right? One brother, one okay. sister. Okay. Now yeah. I now the whole picture's coming together. Yeah. That is it. But yeah, he says that the all of the kids that are in this school graduate and go to college and get drafted into like sports leagues and scholarships. So that's like the college. Uh, university of what was the one? The UCC? 
Uh, that's a different one. Yeah, yeah. Upper Canada College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this is, Remember, uh, I brought that one of them, William Russell one. And you're like, oh yeah, the UCC. Oh, I did. That. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like everybody from there. Like, there's a hundred percent graduation. Yeah, I know. I know about the UCC. Yeah, everybody knows that. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Uh. So, this one's. Yep, yeah, she didn't have a teacher's. Uh, she hadn't had a job in years. Yeah. And now she is a principal. So, it was unclear if she lied about it. Probably, but who knows. Another thing about the Scamanda podcast I said here is that you get to hear from everybody involved. So I'm really trying to sell you guys on this other podcast. I like it. I'm actually going to unsubscribe from ours, and uh, I'm going to see if I can join Scamanda. But you're still in our Patreon. I, I know I it. With a different last Patreon. name. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to hear from a woman whose name is Rebecca Spencer. So there's two Rebeccas now. So Rebecca Cathero was the one that was paying for Amanda's flights to and from New York. Right. This is... Uh, Rebecca Spencer, she's a mother of a child that goes to Amanda's school. One of her pupils. <laughs> under her tutelage. That's in your eye. As a- <laughs> You're so smart. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, uh, she's the mom of two boys, Jonathan and James. Sadly, Jonathan is actually terminally ill with a rare disorder that affects roughly about one in 100,000 children. It's called Neiman-Pick disease type C, and it's present from birth. There is no survival rate because it will always be fatal. But if your child shows symptoms as an infant, they most likely will not see their fifth birthday. However, if the symptoms don't show up until after five, they could live to be at least 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when Amanda found out, just saw dollar signs, I'm sure, as a opportunistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was just kind of half kidding. No. Because, oh, shit. Oh, oh. So, uh, when searching for a school, Rebecca was given a tour of Pacific Point Elementary School by none other than Amanda Riley. And wouldn't you know it, Amanda was very sympathetic to Jonathan's condition because she had actually had cancer as well. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to Rebecca. She gladly enrolled her youngest son, James. Jonathan couldn't go, unfortunately, because of his condition, but James was in Amanda's school. But after a little bit, sadly, Amanda's cancer came back. (laughs) Now, let's not forget that she's been terminal three times. Yeah. So her cancer came back, and again, the community rallied half an hour away from her other community that rallied. Yeah. What's happening? Do these Chili's area managers not talk to each other? (laughs) No, it's a feud. (laughs) My Chili is the best. (laughs) (laughs) So they would have another fundraiser and there was also another staff member who the children referred to as Miss Cindy. She had cancer and the school would have a fundraiser to help both women with medical bills and would give out shirts to those who donated that said Pat Point Strong. Even the mother of the terminally ill child Jonathan donated $500 to help. You've like that listen you're going to hell for all of this but that is that's the first ballot of your admission to hell. It is, is having yucky. a mother of a terminal son donate donate a dollar. This woman's paying for her own child. Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah, it's very, very yucky. Sadly, though, not long after the fundraiser, Miss Cindy would pass away from her sickness. Oh, jeez. Amanda did keep her blog down, but now she had moved on to Facebook. And instead of writing, now she was doing selfie videos of her stupid fucking face. <laughs> And something that was interesting was that she never said the word cancer on her new platform. She only referred to it as her sickness. I assume that this is so that if they ever discovered down the road that she did not have cancer, she could say, well, I never said cancer. I never, I just said I was sick. Oh, God. Unfortunately for Amanda, her school caught wind of the fact that she was faking cancer and she ended up being let go from her position as principal. Nice. See you fucking later. There you go. Finally some good news in this pod today. After she was let go, she and her family moved to Texas. She decided decided (laughs) half hour away probably isn't far enough. But she was going to try to shake this whole scam thing. Yeah, good. Meanwhile, when going to court for the restraining order that Amanda had taken out on investigator Nancy, uh, they had finally come to a decision. And two years after filing, it was determined that Nancy, you know, did not break any rules Mm -hmm. by researching Amanda and no restraining order was enforced. During this case, if at any point Amanda was able to show proof that she had cancer, that would have won her case. Right. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it would show that she wasn't a liar and this woman was really just out to get her. But of course, no such document was ever presented to the judge. Uh, when the judgment was made, Amanda's attorney advised that they were going to appeal. <laughs> the judge told them that they would be within their rights if they wanted to appeal, but that they should be prepared to divulge all of Amanda's health records to Nancy if they do so. Mm. No appeal was ever filed. <laughs> and according to Nancy, she almost wished that they had an appeal. Totally. <laughs> in July of 2020, Amanda was finally indicted on the wire fraud charges. There we go. And once again, Amanda had the perfect explanation for everyone. Amanda would tell people that the reason she was in trouble with the IRS is because she was unaware that she had to pay taxes on her donation. She said that she would simply send the paperwork and bingo bongo, this whole misunderstanding <laughs> would be resolved. You know what I mean? And that's a fucking good lie, too. It is a good lie, honestly. I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. I sure. don't know if I would have known that you would, if I was collecting donations for Not myself. Not a chance. No, I wouldn't have known that. I'm still not sure if that's even true. Yeah, so. that's a good point. <laughs> so it seems reasonable enough, but uh, a lot of Amanda's supporters were now turning on her. She did have a few that stuck around and believed in her. That was until October 15th of 2020 at Amanda's preliminary trial that was conducted over Zoom because of the vid. Cove. And everybody was welcome to join and watch. And she lost her last supporters when she pled guilty to the charges against her. Oh, she didn't have a fucking choice. Yeah. How are you going to... I'm kind of disappointed in her. I, I thought she would just hang on to that lie. The judge is going to be like, show me one thing yeah. that says that you actually have cancer. And she's like, I can't. Like, she didn't have a choice. She had to plead guilty. You're crazy. Imagine, like, she fucking took everybody for all their money and then she had to, like, take the fucking taxes so that she could go to a trial for all this, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, that sounds pretty on brand. <laughs> So Amanda was given five years in prison and she will be under supervision for three years following her release and she is ordered to pay a restitution to 350 victims and those are just the ones who did online transfers. Do we have an estimate how much she... 105,000 online. So cash... That, wow, so yeah. cash is probably like way double, more, triple. Way more. Yeah. They would send the basket around at church and stuff. Like that's where she got her main money, mm -hmm. right? And the cash at her feet and people bringing her food and all that kind of stuff. And like yeah. the fucking airlines and all that kind of stuff. Like you can't, yeah. there's just no way to like figure it all York, out. Putting up, being getting put up in New York City for exactly. long. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So that's anyone who paid online, anyone who paid cash or gift or food. You're fucked. You're fucked, sorry. Something that is a little bit funny is that Amanda's <laughs> mom, Peggy, only donated $10 through the fundraiser. <laughs> And when Amanda was trying to spin the theory that she had, you know, not paid her taxes on the donations, Peggy was telling everyone the exact same thing and that she had sat with Amanda during her chemo and held her hand, which is obviously a lie. So she's fucking shitty apple doesn't far, fall too far from the <laughs> shitty tree. So it's not hard to think that Peggy's probably complicit yeah. in this scam. And that's where she got probably the money for her vacation home. Right. Jessa now is 19. She's uh, married. And she Good. is super close with her mom, Alita. They were able to... Reconcile and move on. That Because that, I'll tell you, good for Alita. Like, that that would be tough to reconcile after that. Yes. Kind of, mm -hmm. you know, but that's nice. Corey was never indicted on anything. It seems kind of hard. Did he know? If he, he didn't he, fucking know. had to, right? He shaved her head. Like, can't you see that there's not... She apparently had a beautiful head of hair. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. Hold on. But... He says that he was never indicted, so who knows? Wow. Like, did they lay in bed at night after, you know, the day of fundraising? And did they laugh with each other? Are they like, wow, what a, we are truly blessed? Or are they like, these fucking idiots, isn't this great? I've got to tell you that if I was with the most attractive man in the world... You currently... Right yes. ...this exact moment. <laughs> right now. Yes. <laughs> but... So if you, because you're the most, you're if you room. ever said the half of these things, I would be like, that is the most unfucking appealing person I've ever seen in my life. Like, there's no yeah. chance that you could fake this. Like, you have to find your perfect match because if you're able to fake cancer and they don't think that you're the scum of the earth, yeah, like I don't know how you. But meet. they're still together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh. So he was in on it for sure. Look at. That's her. She's cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd donate 20 bucks. <laughs> 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 
we are on board time right now, I know. But do you want me to read what she said in the court or do you want me to see Amanda? Yeah. Yes. Want, okay. Oh, because I just I I want to know what she like has to yes, I do. Okay, I so hear this if she's like, I'm so sorry, I lied to you, or just got out of hand and one small and I wasn't aware, or oh my you know. She kept doing it. She yeah. did it in fucking Texas again. Yeah. Like somebody messaged Nancy from Texas saying we have the person here that you're investigating and she's pulling the same shit in Texas. Wow. Yeah. So here's what she said. She's a little bit long-winded. Okay. Um, Your Honor, there aren't enough words to adequately express how I feel and how sorry I am that this happened. Like, bitch, this didn't just happen. You fucking did this. That's right. Um, my heart aches every day thinking I did something that hurt other people. This is the worst thing I've ever done and the worst mistake I could have made. <laughs> I don't sleep well at night because this haunts me daily. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Well, she probably doesn't sleep well in a fucking jail cell. I've seen those beds. <laughs> I cannot even look at myself in the mirror without feeling ashamed. I'm so sorry. Looking back and recognizing that I hurt a lot of people crushes me and it has for a really long time now. Get ready for the self-serving bullshit because okay. that's coming up. I have been dealing with the repercussions of this for years. Beer me. Oh, no. I threw away my dream career, lost all of my friends and family. I went from being a nobody to being negatively covered in dozens of tabloids and news articles. Mm, and a 12-parter. Oh, you poor little thing. Oh, Nancy got a hold of me. Made a 12-parter. <laughs> oh, no. I'm paranoid that I'm being followed all the time and I'm too scared to open social media messages for fear of what they will say mm. and the hurtful things that people have to say to me. I love it. Until today, I have never publicly addressed this and it's time I step forward and be accountable. Bitch, oh. you were forced to be accountable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're in court making a reading a prepared statement. You dumb fucking bitch. You've done this fucking oh. 43 times. Like... <laughs> Uh, so she says, to try to right this wrong, I'm here to accept responsibility and humbly accept my consequences. Mm. Fuck off. Mm. As a first step of showing everyone I want to make this right, I will spend the rest of my life working towards the amends for the hurt that I have caused. I want to publicly apologize to all of the victims, in this case, specifically the church and those who participated or helped with the fundraising. To all the kind, loving people who helped us, I ask that you don't be deterred from your servant's heart because of my mistake. Please continue to help those in need. Fuck Bullshit. off. You don't get to tell anybody to do anything. Yeah, and you know how many how many hundreds and thousands of dollars you have prevented people from Listen, getting because people won't donate now because you've burned them? Miss Cindy, who was the other staff member, had to split the fundraising funds with this fucking dumb bitch yeah, who right. didn't have any cancer. And Miss Cindy died not long after mm -hmm. that. Like... Yeah. You are only apologizing because you're sitting in court. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I've listened to this podcast three times and I'm right fired up. About it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you were fired up. I thought you were actually quite calm, cool, and collected. Smash my computer on the wall. I'm like, well, we're not doing a Patreon today. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, I wanted to apologize to my family, Corey, my husband, my parents, my brothers, our best friends that we considered family, and our kids. You're still fucking lying because your mom was in on it with you for sure. Uh, yeah. If not your husband, too. Yeah. Our life would never be the same because of my choices, and I'm so sorry for that. Jessa, my bonus daughter, I hope this brings you the closure and clarity that you have been seeking. I'm so sorry you were in the dark for what was truly happening for so long. You had to walk through this, and it breaks my heart to know I hurt you. I do love you, and I have always loved you. You were like my own. There is nothing I can say or do to make this better for you except to promise through my actions that I will work each day for the rest of my life to rebuild our relationship from the hurt that I have caused you. And I hope one day we can get there. Our two boys were just babies when this started, so they were too young to be affected by my bad choices. Um, they're going to get older, you fucking dummy. Yeah, you don't think they're going to be teased because their mom's a fucking loon? <laughs> and Corey and I have worked so hard to protect and shelter them from this so they could lead normal lives. Like, Good luck. Don't do this then. <laughs> That's the easiest way to shelter them from it, stupid. <laughs> And she continues, now to see them as big boys who are going to see their mom go through this process is going to flip the world upside down. Being a good mom is what I've always wanted most in this world. Mm. <laughs> and it is my job to love and protect them. So it breaks my heart most of all that the reason they're going to be hurt and not see their mom every day is because of me. I humbly write you this as a way of accountability for the first steps and trying to right an incredible wrong. And I promise to spend the rest of my life trying to better myself. I promise I will spend the rest of my life 
spent helping others and not hurting them. And the judge's response was basically saying that she had no doubt that if Amanda was let go, she would reoffend again. And then she told her that she is certain that Amanda likely sounded just as sincere in front of all of her donators as she did saying <laughs> those words in the courtroom today. Totally. And uh, that's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It is bullshit. She's just trying to get a lighter sentence. And you know her lawyer prepared that for her. Like, that's like everything that you... That's the proper things to say. I fucking hate her so much. You know what? I would run her over with my car. (laughs) I would. And that's that. Wow. I fucking hate her. Corey's guilty too. Corey's definitely guilty. I'm sorry, but he's definitely guilty. guilty. Mom's guilty. Jose, again, my apologies. You know what? We are Love so... You, Mr. Martinez. I'm... And Nance. Nance, you're a fucking hero. Yeah. I hope you know that. It's like a little Aaron Brockovich or something, you know? Lovely little Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you guys for giving me a podcast to tell today. <laughs> <laughs> you were the feet on the ground. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Nance. And we're going to do our one Patreon, and then we are freed. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye.